0: Welcome to Our Own Elysium, where we, as one part of the greater collective, get to stand in our power and manifest the new earth together. I'm your host, Elise, a Reiki master, NLP practitioner, and student of astroherbalism. I believe that God gave us all the tools we need here on earth, from the zodiac to healing herbs, to really bring about heaven on earth. This podcast is designed to offer you a light in the dark, So that you may come to know your own personal power, your ability to heal and bring about all that you desire. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Our Own Elysium podcast. I'm your host, Elise, and it's actually the day after I filmed uh, the last episode. So you've got a bonus uh, podcast episode coming to you this week. And um, hopefully you can hear from my voice that I am well slept and I'm in a much better space today and feeling really good. So in hindsight, I thought I'd better check out this so-called Hotness express I created yesterday in the dark disclosure episode. And um, it certainly wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. There were a couple of times where I trailed off and lost my train of thought just because the energy was so dense and I was so zapped. And the only thing I would say in hindsight that I wish I did was actually give you guys some tangible solutions of how we can move forward and really manifest the new earth. And, you know, it's a trap that I think a lot of spiritual teachers are kind of falling into at the moment in that they are, they're they're very feminine um, in, in some ways, very vulnerable and out there in the shadow. And, you know, when you're an empath, it can be very, very easy to get bogged down into that energy and it can feel a bit clunky. Uh, But I guess I mean feminine uh, in the aspect as opposed to the archetype of kind of being free flowing and um, more in your air element uh, and more connected to the universe and channeling. And so kind of putting that trust and that faith into the universe to deliver what we need and desire in this uh, reality. And sometimes, you know, we, we sort of get lost on this, uh, you know, journey into the cosmos, so to speak, and we forget to really offer practical solutions that are grounded in reality. So this is that, you know, creative force, that dance between masculine and feminine, and the masculine is really that kind of doing, taking action kind of aspect. So I left you yesterday with, uh, you know, these sentiments that we need to come together and uh, we need to build our communities and we really need to support each other and totally rebuke anything that causes divide or separation. Because obviously we're living in a 3D matrix right now that is doing the shadow work, you know, Um, we're very much coexisting uh, in polarity at this time. And whilst I feel that the energies are somewhat manipulated by the nefarious view, as I stated that yesterday, we are all sovereign beings and we need to take that power back. And the first way that we do that, the first sort of initiation on this journey of standing in our sovereignty and um, taking back the conscious creator uh, you know, power that we have is becoming aware of the situation and becoming aware of where perhaps our feelings and our energy is being manipulated. And in saying that, uh, I also really want to talk about how we can, moving forward, actually put our manifestation skills to use with uh, conscious manifestation, because at the end of the day, we're manifesting all the time. Now, for a lot of people, the word manifestation is really this kind of airy-fairy, kind of witchy, sort of doesn't actually exist, but there is so much science to back up manifestation. And really what it's all about is just remembering the creator beings that we are, harnessing this power, taking that power back, and then consciously consciously creating what it is that we desire that's in the collective's best and highest good. Because whilst we're all chasing our tails and we're all battling it out in this realm of polarity that we're existing in now, while we're allowing our energy to be harvested and to be manipulated by the nefarious few and this agenda that's happening right now, we are inadvertently having our energy funneled into manifesting things unconsciously or that we simply do not want. So we need to break out of this fear paradigm. And, uh, you know, yes, awareness is key. It's the beginning of that process in which, you know, we as a collective wake up. And I honestly do feel that that is The aspect of what I was talking about yesterday, where I was saying that things are going to get a lot worse before they get better, it's because we're not at capacity of awakened or enlightened um, beings on the planet right now. We're all just waking up. We're all beginning to remember. So when I say it's going to get worse before it gets better, it's because we need to live, humanity needs to live through this shadow right now. Because when the shadow is revealed, when the dark is 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 revealed, we're actually able to obviously cast light into those places, integrate the true, deep dark history of this planet and kind of recapture what has been taken from us what has been hidden from us but we can't really do that we can't move forward until these shadows are revealed and we're able to integrate those and uh, move forward into this golden age right So with that said, yesterday, I left you with this very, you know, tired, worn out sort of, um, you know, we can go create the new earth together, but I didn't actually give you any examples of how we do that and really what winning really looks like, right? Because obviously, at the end of the day, I think there's this big common misconception that, you know, ascension and 5D It's that, you know, we're going to be living in this utopia and we totally can, but I don't believe that we're automatically going to go from uh, very divided uh, humans into these enlightened souls where, you know, we, we are unified, we're living in, you know, unity consciousness, but we're all exactly the same, there's no differentiation, there's no diversity, and I just think that that's a very outdated sort of idea when it comes to uh, unity consciousness and ascension. Um, Yeah, so let's kind of get into this kind of concept of giving you practical and energetic uh, tips on what you can actually be doing in your life from that kind of energetic standpoint, how we can help the collective right now and then moving forward. So when it comes to manifestation, I like to think of what is the ingredients in terms of consciously manifesting is um, four things. And then there's kind of two extra ingredients that are really the toppings for you know creating this manifestation recipe conscious manifestation recipe so the first thing you need in order to manifest is emotions now this is very much grounded in the 3d it's a you know a bodily experience it's these are your base feelings so <sighs> I think when we are unconsciously manifesting something, we're not actually aware. Remember, awareness is key. It's the first step on this journey. So the emotions, you need to be really, really aware of where your emotions or your base feelings actually are. Because if we unconsciously are sitting in emotions that are from a fear base as opposed to an empowered base and a sovereign base and, and general uh, emotions and feelings that are more of a consciously, I don't even really like using the word positive, but you want to manifest things from a space that is Uh, positive and, and of the light, really, that is in your best and highest good. So that kind of brings me to the next ingredient that we need for conscious manifestation, and that is intention. So your intention is everything. If your intention behind those emotions is coming from that place of lack or that place of fear and it's more selfish as opposed to being both about you purposefully and living your purpose, as well as being for the greater collective. This us versus them does not exist here. It needs to be an us with them kind of aspect. So your intentions are really important. And for me bringing that back to, why do I want this? You know, what are my base feelings and emotions here that are obviously of a positive nature, but, you know, what am I birthing here? What am I creating? How does this actually serve the collective? And then, of course, you have that kind of selfless aspect of how can this really serve others? How can this be selfless to others? So your emotion and your intention are the first two ingredients to conscious manifestation. Third is your energy. And when I talk about energy, I'm talking about frequency and vibration, and they're slightly different, right? So the frequency is obviously like the radio wave that you're putting out, and then the vibration is the actual physical manifestation of that frequency. And when we vibrate at a certain rate, we can actually magnetize the certain things to us from within the quantum realm. So we want to make sure that our energy behind it is coming from this place of good and that this vibration we're putting out is actually aligning with the things that we need to pull into our reality. And then finally, we marry up that energy with action. And this is sort of where I dropped off yesterday in that, In order to actually co create this idea of this new earth or heaven on earth together, we have to take action. We can't just sit back and go, well, I'm going to dip out of society completely, or I'm just going to trust that everything's all good. Because when you have that first step that is really the initiation into this, you have awareness, then You know that we are living in this, you know, state of duality, rather polarity at the moment and the next step to, you know, this kind of unity consciousness and manifesting this new earth is really coming into duality, then neutrality than unity. So what we need to do, though, is we need to take action. And I left that out yesterday. So I want to talk about some of these energetic and physical inspired actions and movement we can actually do to manifest things into our reality. Because no matter what, we can't just live in our head and we can't just live in the quantum. If we are intentionally going to manifest and consciously manifest things into our reality, there's stuff that we actually have to do. And then the kind of toppings on top of this little conscious manifestation uh, recipe that we have here is Uh, I love the saying, let go and let God. It really becomes about non-attachment. And in the same sort of breath, we want total, utter gratitude for receiving uh, this thing. And really gratitude boils down to, Eliminating time and space and actually existing in the quantum where every potential, every infinite potential exists and has already occurred. So when we let go and let God, we're detaching. But at the same time, when we have this gratitude, you're putting out these uh, frequency waves, this vibration and energy that is also attracting uh, the, the end outcome into your reality. So wishing and hoping is great, praying is great, but it's only half the story. That's essentially leaving everything up to the universe and just thinking, well, you know, the age of Aquarius is here, the new age is here, there's going to be some kind of event, which I'm hearing a lot about these, you know, events with, you know, a wave of light from... Um, you know, the central sun, Polaris, but at the same time, um, I am probably not just, I'm not one of those people who can sit back and just, I have faith and I trust, but anything that um, sort of puts us on the back seat is sort of an alarm bell for me. There's still more that we can do um, to obviously manifest exactly what we want into our reality and at the end of the day we need our attention on that we need our attention and our focus and our energy to be on the thing that we are trying to manifest and that we want to manifest in ours and the greater collective's best and highest good. And in order to do that, we obviously need the action. So let go and let God. So you practice the non-attachment because I find when you are super attached to something, that's where the fear and the negativity and the lack mentality kind of comes into play. And then your gratitude just surpasses through space and time. It's that's where your trust and your inner knowing knows that you have achieved the thing that you wish to achieve. You trust in God and you have the energy and the intention in the right place, but you're also trusting that the actions uh, that you take are inspired and aligned in order to actually ground this thing you want in reality. So, To put that more into solid, um, kinetic kind of um, an example or really into reality, so to speak, inspired action is really setting up the environment in a way so that you can't lose. So it's a bit like saying, you know, your New Year's resolution, uh, you know, I want to lose 20 kilos, so I'm going to, you know, purchase a gym membership. And then what happens is, you're only sort of half doing the thing, right? You actually physically have to get up every single day or five days a week or three days a week or whatever it is that you have Um, you know, decided that you're going to be going to the gym for and actually physically get there. But if you hate every single moment that you're in that gym, then your energy shifts and you kind of fall out of that alignment. And so it's very hard to then manifest that weight loss or whatever that goal actually is. If you actually hate the journey, then the destination is that much harder to reach and it's hardly worth it in the end anyway. So, I also know that in saying that, that on this journey to creating the new earth together with you and the divine, that I want to be an active participant in that. I want my voice heard. I want my unique skills and gifts to be a part of that kind of narrative and what it is that we are creating. And, you know, I hope that gives you the empowerment to be involved in this as well. So inspired action, setting up the environment in a way so you can't lose. So you can absolutely prep for sure, but you want to make sure that the energy of what you are trying to create is all there and that the intention is pure and it's all there as well because you cannot create from a fear or a lack mentality and nor can you create from inaction. So the energy and the actual physical action that you take plays such a huge role in this. So how do we set up the terrain so we can't lose and actually prepare to receive the thing that we are magnetizing to us? So because of this conversation we've had yesterday, I want to really put this in the context of the global agendas that we are currently playing out in our 3D reality. And those are really playing out in polarity right now, And it is, it can be quite scary. But like I've said, we need to, in order to have conscious manifestations of the things that really serve us and serve the greater collective, we need to have that awareness and we need to be approaching this from a pure and positive energy kind of space and intention, right? So we can all do the research. We can all chase rabbits down holes like I did at the beginning of this week, but Being in that dense kind of energy really keeps you stuck. So if to manifest or rather create right here in our reality all the things that we desire, we have to start with emotion, then we need to look at what emotions are actually there. How do we shift from this fear or this lack mentality kind of space? And then how do we integrate that shadow side or any fears that are coming up so that we can consciously manifest from that space as opposed to the awful dense space of the fear and the lack mentality because with that kind of energy we can't physically do it in this kind of clean and pure way So if we look at the current agendas happening right now, there is obviously a lot of fear around uh, what could be coming for us. And I know I talk about that a lot. I know that this has been a plan for a really long time, but I think the fact that the plan is in place and it's playing out in our reality right now and the fact that it is going to get worse the world is going through all of its shadows. It's going to wake up. Humanity is going to wake up. And I believe that that is the great awakening, that that is what forces us to have all of this shadow work to do, to come up against uh, this you know, horrendous truth of our history and of this planet. And to see the nefarious powers that be actually for what they are right now and what they're attempting to bring about on this planet, it's scary. But it's going to force us all to wake up and to really reevaluate, um, you know, what we do with our energy as a collective, and obviously stand up in our power and co-create and manifest together. So with all of that said, and we know that we now need to take inspired action from an empowered place as opposed to that fear-based place, then how do we set ourselves up for success? How do we prep the environment that we are in to sort of be, each action is kind of the stepping stone, right? To getting us to that kind of end goal. So I would say to you that you need to be doing the energy work. You need to be going within that meditation, those tools, crystals, oils, um, affirmations, prayer, incantation or invocation, whatever tools you have at your fingerprint, at your fingertips rather, that enable you to go within and strengthen this sacred sovereign power that you have and the power that you have to create and manifest. You want to be doing that right now. And the first step in it is getting these energetics right. And part of that is really, really getting your spiritual house in order. So if we're talking about the energetics and we're also talking about, you know, the physical, what can we do in the spiritual realm and what can we do in the physical? The first thing you want to do is get your spiritual house in order. What do you believe? What do you believe about the world? Where are you putting your faith and your trust? Because when you are in this space of just knowing that there is a higher power, and I know this is hard for anyone to hear who might be an atheist or who has you know, trauma related to their childhood within a religious space, which is something that I have healed from, so I can speak from experience there. But really getting your spiritual house in order and figuring out what you believe is going to help you get rid of the fear that surrounds supposedly what is coming for us in this plan. So we want to step into that empowerment and out of that fear or lack mentality or that we're not in control. We are absolutely in control. We're sovereign beings and our consent is Everything, And we are going to be challenged and we are going to have to make decisions and ultimately consent to different things so much in so many super heavy, important areas over the next few years that it's something that you really have to get comfortable with. Um, and be ready to kind of grow from that space. So getting your spiritual house in order, what does that look like? Well, on the day-to-day, it's using all of your tools to support you as you grow your intuitive connection to source or whatever it is that you believe. Having that as your backbone is ultimately going to help you eliminate that fear. So a really good example of this would be for example, you know, the last two years and learning about these nefarious agendas, I've really had to do this work. I, I speak all of this from experience purely because there was this hugely innate fear in me that, um, you know, and I've looked at the prophecies, there's a lot of religious prophecies, um, you know, things about guillotines, if I need to say that any louder. Um, But I've actually come to terms with the fact that because I'm so sure and I'm so confident in the laws of the universe and the laws of nature and my belief in divine source and that um, infinite innate energy and um, intelligence that is out there. I know that I, I've come to home to my beliefs in that I believe that we reincarnate, I believe that we're here on Earth as humans having a spiritual experience to gain different perspectives and obviously take that back to the collective, to oneness, and it's heavy and it's a big job and there's obviously something else going on here on planet Earth uh, that kind of um, adds a lot of confusion or nuances to that. We're suffering from um, amnesia for a start, you know, so this this kind of thing. But because I've come home to this idea or this belief that I believe that we are energy inhabiting a human body and that we reincarnate and that there's so much more than all of this, the fear I have around the potential of facing a pit or facing a guillotine or knowing that, you know, I might be separated from my husband or quarantined or, you know, sent to some kind of concentration camp. Like I'm talking the extremes of the dark depths of these, you know, potential conspiracies, but look at the way the world's going. I've 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 dived deep into this stuff, guys. And It's very real. And you have to go there to obviously be confronted with this fear. And that's what coming home to your spiritual beliefs and getting your spiritual house in order is going to allow you to overcome. It's going to allow you to overcome that fear. So I now have no fear of death. I have no fear of death. I believe that, um, the people that you have in your life that are important to you, your children, your parents, your husband, your in-laws, your friends, you know, whether you believe in twin flames or twin souls. I believe we all incarnate at different times in soul groups. So I know that without a shadow of a doubt that I will always be with my husband or my daughter, no matter what. And as much as it sucks, the actual... Um, you know, considering what a reality like that would look like, yes, it's awful. No, I don't want my life or my daughter's life, or my husband's life, you know, sort of cut off. But I know that once that happens and once we leave here, that's not the end. At least that's what I believe. And um, I believe outside of the 3D matrix and outside of the earth realm that there is just so much more. And there's a part of me that's actually really excited to gain that knowledge back. So get your spiritual house in order. That is the biggest thing you can do. So come home to your beliefs, whatever you put your faith in, whether it is more religious than esoteric, and get used to every single day of your life going within and strengthening that source connection that you have or that connection that you have with God, whether that's meditation or prayer, whether that's using different tools like your oracle cards or even looking at your, you know, astrological horoscope for the day, whatever helps you do that. So that's on the sort of big scale is getting your spiritual house in order, but also committing uh, to that practice and that ritual every single day of going within and strengthening your connection to source God. The other facet of that, so we've gone from our energy, well, we've gone from our getting our spiritual house in order. The other aspect of that is your energy. So where are you putting your attention and your energy? If you're not wanting to manifest any more fear, then turn off the TV, shut down social media, um, get off the screens. It's not good for you. Go for a walk, Be outside if all you can do is go out onto your balcony or into your backyard, get your face in the sun, get sun on your skin ground to the grass if you can connect with plants connect with animals because coming home to nature and getting away from technology and the technocratic kind of ai control that we have in this day and age is going to help you get further and further back to source so these choices that you have to make they can either be conscious or unconscious and you could be unconsciously spending hours and hours of your time attached to a screen and attached to the fear porn so definitely have a look at your daily habits as well then we have that aspect of what we can be doing in the physical to be prepping our environment to receive this amazing new earth um, heaven on earth this kind of consciousness unity that is going to you know befall us when we win so to speak But we need to take action to get there, right? So in order to do that, in order to consciously manifest this positive outcome for you and for all, you really want to tap in to how it is that you can prep your environment. Now, I don't want to make out that the key word here is prep, but if you have this innate awareness and you have had this fear of potentially what's to come in the future, but you've now resolved that fear on the spiritual level, you can actually look at what it is that you actually want to manifest. So my new earth, my heaven on earth probably looks different to yours, right? But I want to take that fear and I want to transmute it into love and I want it to become something... Way more that I am manifesting than whether I was trying to manifest from a place of fear or lack. So, what that boils down to is from this place where people are fearfully prepping. So, let's say, stocking up on food, freaking out, getting ready to bug out, you know, want to get weapons, all this sort of stuff. Is there another facet to this where it actually marries up with what you would want? Out of the new earth so for me when I got over this fear narrative and I got over this paradigm where the world's going to hell I wanted to look at what it is that I really want what is it that I really desire and does my idea or concept of the new earth or heaven on earth actually marry up with this and I've actually found that it does the outcome one way or another is actually really what I want. No matter which way the world goes, what I'm wanting to manifest, my idea of heaven on earth is actually the same. So we are currently um, working on a bus that we're turning into a mobile home. And um, there's a few things there that we need to work out, but that is something that we are looking forward to. Uh, actually doing. Ultimately, the end goal is to be on land, to be at one with nature, to be growing all of our own food, and to really not rely on the 3D matrix, to have as many, uh, or rather to have next to no uh, control mechanisms you know, to get out of this space where we are in debt, where we have to subscribe to everything and, you know, have a bill for everything on the planet? How can we minimise that stress so that when the proverbial shit hits the fan, um, you know, how can we cope with this? And then ultimately, how do I bridge that gap between what my life looks like now and what I want the new earth to look like? So this does boil down to, going back to the land, going back to nature, growing our own food, getting away from the chemicals in our food, getting away from requiring, you know, being connected to town water because we've got water tanks. This is, you know, just being really self-reliant and, um, you know, really asking myself what is it that we want from life. And obviously what I want and what I'm hoping the new earth is all about That's just my facet of this reality that we are co-creating. Now, in my little family unit, I want to make sure that that marries up with what my husband wants, you know, and obviously my daughter being two, she's not at that stage yet, but you know, I can't wait to also co-create life with her as well as she gets older. But you know, something we really want for her is to homeschool. We also have other things that we want to teach her and sort of, um know learn alongside her as well so you want to kind of marry up this sort of fear-based idea of maybe what's coming with this agenda and you know where it is that you want to go what does the new earth look like for you what does uh you know heaven on earth look like for you for me it is unity and it is oneness but it is also having diversity within that. I I don't want to lose my uniqueness. You know, once we're no longer here on earth, we can go back to source. We can go back to being one full consciousness, right? But whilst we're here, I want to put my attention and my focus on manifesting something positive. So, where i'm going with this too is kind of marrying what what would be your ideal outcome in the worst case scenario and what would what actually is your perfect best outcome because there are also going to be things outside of your realm that you sort of don't want to cut off what are some incredible things that could you know, be invented. You know, I always think about like med beds and free energy stuff. I actually believe we had before our false history actually occurred. And so my hope is that when we come outside of this great awakening, that all of this incredible tech actually comes back to us, and there's no sort of negative inversion of the ideas of where we're going with certain technologies now. And I think that we we deserve that big time, right? I honestly think that all the cures to all the diseases are right there. They're just hidden. They're hidden. And I, I can't wait to see what's actually going to come back out. So what can you do physically to, you know, help manifest that actual outcome after you've kind of married those two ideas? Because remember, we've left fear in in the dust, Right. We're now working from this place of empowerment and love and how does that look? For me, that has looked like prepping food. It has because I don't want to be reliant on the system because, again, when the proverbial shit hits the fan, then, you know, we know there's food shortages coming because they've told us that. So do we stock up with food? Do we stock up with seed? Do we get ready to actually plant a garden if we haven't done it already? We personally haven't because we're renting and we're going to be getting into this bus. So then what? Well, we want to know where we're going. So, you know, we want to have access to land and community and, you know, to be able to grow a community garden and to actually be involved in that, right? From there, it's about kind of getting everything else in order. So actually getting your physical house in order and beginning to take those steps. So for me, I've been through a journey with health and, you know, doing a lot of this, getting my spiritual house in order, working through my traumas, all of this has ultimately equipped me to to be quite a powerful person right now, if I do say so myself, just sovereign and in control and in charge of my health and not unconsciously consenting to things that are nefarious and not in my best good. So... I hope that really gives you some ideas of how you can physically kind of move forward. I would highly advise that um, you don't do this alone either. You need to do this with a community. So you need to find people who are like-minded, but also know that you're going to find people within that kind of community where your actual ideas are opposing. And if that's the case, you need to make sure that these opposing ideas um, aren't detrimental to what the success of a community like that would actually be and if there's no kind of um, if these things are too important to you uh, then you may have to keep looking I, I'm continually looking um, well not continually I'm, I'm getting closer to it now but at least initially Uh, a community that I had involved myself with wound up just not being right for me. And so I backed off, no karma, no bad juju, no nothing, just wished everyone the best on their journeys and have, you know, begun reaching out and connecting with people who are more like-minded. But just know that, you know, this is why I talk so much about this dance with duality and how, you know, we kind of toe the line between polarity, duality, neutrality and unity is because... It's an inner journey, but it's also one that is manifesting in our reality. And the quicker we learn that actual skill and the way to dance around people's differences and, uh, you know, come together, the quicker we're actually going to manifest something that is actually in the collective's best and highest good. So... Do the spiritual work, but do the physical, prep your environment, set yourself up for a success, get your debts down, you know, tidy up all those subscriptions that you don't need and slowly begin to kind of pull away from the sort of technocratic um, web that they have us sort of trapped in and begin to come home to nature, however that looks like to you my husband always says to me, but I want my PlayStation 5 in the new earth. I'm like, that's good, mate. You can have it. That's that's totally fine. So it's not about completely rebuking all technology and sort of saying stuff you, society. It's actually finding more like-minded people and finding healthy ways to still, um, you know, conduct ourselves in the realm of the technological age and as i said i really hope and pray that these suppressed technologies that could really really serve humanity that they all come out towards the end too so that's part of what i'm manifesting for um, the co-creation of new earth and heaven on earth so, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and that you're ready to do the work or continue the work. And I am just sending you so much love for your journey as we keep at it. If you're interested in working with me, please head along to our own elysium.co and let's explore how we can co create together.